Hey, this is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. I'm recording what looks to be the last episode um, that I'll record from home during the coronavirus shutdown here in Michigan. Uh, this episode is going to be uploaded after the stay-at-home order is uh I think officially lifted, pretty much officially lifted. Um, I haven't really dug into exactly what uh, everything, I know not everything's opening at full capacity right away and all that, but um, I'm thinking that I'm going to be probably not working from home near as much uh, in the coming days and weeks, and that's probably true for a lot of us. Um, you know, I've been recording the past few episodes have been about um, some things that were really um, heavy and were really weighing on me and a lot of our hearts. Um, So I talked a couple, I think a couple episodes ago about um, the way that we can wear masks and prevent the spread of the coronavirus. I talked in the last episode about um, a lot of the racial inequity that we're seeing um, really reach a a point where people are just saying, okay, that's enough. Uh, It's not anything brand new. It's not anything that uh, people didn't know about, but it's something that sort of you know, it feels like, okay, this is the last straw, something needs to change. And so I've been talking about these things that have been, um, been huge in the news that have been huge in our, um, our feeds on TV, wherever we are, these things have been, you know, kind of ever present with us. And I've been talking about what's going on lately, uh, in the world. And in this episode, what I want to do is I want to share something that um, kind of came out of nowhere and really struck me in a way that I didn't expect. Uh, I was listening to, you know, I'm guessing like a lot of us, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I was listening to one, um, a guy was going through some of Thomas Merton's work, and I can't remember if it was um, the James Finley. I can't remember if it was him who said this or if it was something he read from Thomas Merton's work. But the line was, um, remember or think about who you're talking to when you're talking to God. And I don't know how that hits you, and I don't know if I said it as um, as perfectly or as beautifully as it was written. I maybe forgot a couple words, but that's what made the impression to kind of last with me. And I started thinking about how um, my prayer time, especially um, praying out loud with Annalise. We pray at night before we go to bed. Uh, We pray for and with each other. And, you know, as pray and thank God for meals and stuff, what I realized is I had kind of forgotten that. 
I'd kind of forgotten who I'm talking to when I'm talking to God. Uh, this is not a a thing that, you know, I'm going, hey, I think you need to feel guilty. I'm going to try to shame you into doing something different. But it was a real reminder for me that, you know, I thought of um, Hebrews. Let's see, I have it somewhere here. Hebrews 4 verse 16 talks about approaching the throne of grace approaching God's throne of grace with confidence. And I think we've we've done a good job in the church of communicating that to people of me communicating it, having it communicated to me that we have free, complete, unfettered access to call out to God. And what I realized is um, sometimes in my just complete willingness to approach the throne of grace with confidence, I almost sometimes approach God flippantly. You know, it was at the point where, I don't know if it's been maybe for the past year before we eat, I'll just say, God, thanks for this food and my baby, thanking him for Annalise, and then amen, and then we watch a TV show. And I don't know if anyone else can relate, probably not that exact prayer, but can relate to that idea of, um, you know, I'm just kind of doing my thing, and I fit God in, but I don't talk to him in that moment, like he is even a a being. I talk just kind of like, oh yeah, you got to say this, check it off the list before you eat. You got to say these couple things. And yeah, that's just kind of what's been on my heart. I noticed in me that there were times where I, I had kind of fallen into um, fallen into a bit of a you know sort of a a rut where it's like okay yep I'll pray about this then this then this and forgetting in in a lot of ways and in I think significant ways that I'm talking to the God of the universe who wants and gave so much to be in relationship with me. And I want to encourage any of you who um, you realize that your prayer life is maybe not where you want it to be, not where you feel like God would want it to be. Um, maybe that's because it just has never really been a pattern in your, your life. Um, and maybe it's because it's almost become so much of a pattern. That's sort of what I noticed in me that it was like, oh yeah, okay, time to do this now rather than, wow, I have the opportunity to speak to God, my father who cares deeply about me who um, loves me so much and 
instead of, you know, going through the motions to say, yep, I prayed, uh, to really take that seriously, to remember who we're talking to when we're talking to God. And, you know, I, I don't really think this needs to be super long. Um, I, I think you get what I'm saying. I think you get where I'm coming from. And to sort of wrap this up, I want to read uh, what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 about prayer. Starting in verse 5, he says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. And I, I want to wrap it up with that right there. Um, Jesus' example of what prayer is as he taught his disciples and as he teaches us with those same words how to speak to our Heavenly Father who cares so much about us. Um, if you haven't been in the, the rhythm, the habit of doing that, I want to encourage you to. Uh, if you've been doing it and it sort of is now just a habit, a check it off the list kind of thing, um, I'd encourage you to take this seriously, to understand you're talking to God who cares so much for you. Um, and as I've been reminded of that through scripture and through um, this little just reminder of remember who you're talking to when you're talking to God, um, I found a lot of, uh, I don't know the word, I don't know if I'd say joy or peace, but I would say, um, I don't know, something really positive. I found a lot of fulfillment. That's the word I'm looking for. A lot of fulfillment in reminding myself in the moment I get to communicate with my Heavenly Father. And you get to do the same thing. So let's take it seriously. Let's approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Um, not with flippancy like I was doing sometimes um, and remembering who he is, uh, who he is to us and how deeply he cares about us.